Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. And joining me, as he always does, from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hello, all. Hello there. How's it going? Good, thanks. How about you? Excellent. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dr. Steve Cloutier. A snowy Halifax, Nova Scotia. Ooh, it's snowing there. We got snow today. Are you going to go skiing? Uh, we didn't get that much snow. Oh, okay. Just enough to look out the window and curse. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it, 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 if you if you try dog sledding, you could always uh, communicate with the dogs through ESP. It's true. Because that's what we're discussing today. Season 3, Episode 15, Animal ESP. So, so Steve, uh, what were your impressions of this episode? This was highly scientific. <laughs> um, this was the most scientific I have seen in In Search of. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Um, I, I I spoke about irony in my class the other day. Huh. <laughs> I am being ironic. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> Uh, th- this was woo from the first second um, to the last second. It, and and if this is possible, and I'm not sure this is a word, it got wooier. Wooier, yeah. As it went along. You know what? I I am just I I'm gonna let me let me just note this down here. Title. It got wooier. <laughs> There we go. And Oliver, what were your impressions of this episode? Well, to quote Heavy D, uh, well, to actually to paraphrase her, uh, this is bullshit cubed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I concur with everything Steve just said. There, There isn't an ounce of science in this. Uh, you couldn't measure this with an atomic whatever. Um, I, I, I would like to warn everyone that I am going to get a little loud during this episode. Just to, just, just as a warning, you know, you might want to, you know, turn down the speakers, uh, turn down the headphones because, uh, yeah, you know what? Let, let's, let's find out from Leonard what this episode is. history, man has felt a unique kinship with animals. The special relationship between pet and master may be based upon an unexpected link. Only recently has science begun to investigate the possibility of a psychic extrasensory connection. No, there is no, no. there is no extrasensory connection between humans and animals. There's no such thing as ESP. Um, however, 
Because human beings and dogs have been companions now for millennia, there could be an evolutionary explanation for this. But, yeah, it's not ESP. You know, that... You know, dogs seem to know what we're thinking or or stuff like that. But, yeah, they you know, we've... Hu- humans and dogs have been, you know, locked together for years. So, that's all I'm saying. Well, no, well not only that, but, like, dogs are smart. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it, they're like lab rats. Lab rats can figure out to, like, press levers to get food. Mm-hmm. Dogs are smart enough to realize that if they do a certain thing, they will get food. Mm-hmm. If they, they're smart enough to realize that if they go to the door, the the person who owns them will let them out. The yes, and they can go out and poop. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it's learned behavior. It's 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 not that they're reading our minds, right? It's just that they're smart enough to know that if they do that action, they will get what they need. They will get the ability to go out and have a poop. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so here we see a lost dog named Bobby. Who names their dog Bobby? I, Who I puts their dog in a reenactment? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was my question. So, so <laughs> let me let me let me try to tell you the, tell the story. You know, in my own succinct succinct way. Bobby's family didn't care about him anymore and left him behind. Now he's seeking out his former family to exact his revenge. <laughs> uh, by the way, the only mentions of side-trailing is on alternative websites. And uh, so one other question here. How many dogs, you know, have been left behind and didn't find their families or you know got you know didn't make it we'll we'll just say that well that's the thing i mean you know it, it's when this when this does happen it's a very heartwarming story and it ends up you know at 55 minutes in the hour on cnn you know to right. finish off the hour right mm-hmm. but it, it happens so rarely <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. this is the thing. I mean, there are millions and millions of stray animals in the world, like domesticated stray animals in the world, who don't find anything. And even if, even if Bobby had a psychic connection, Bobby had to get 20, 2,100 miles without getting killed. That's the other thing that nobody mm-hmm. kind of brings into this, okay? Stray animals will kill each other. That's what happens. Uh-huh. It, again, if I may quote you now, Jason, it's yep. an evolutionary process. Yes. <laughs> Steve, anything to add before we uh, move on and I play another clip? Um, it's just that as as they were showing Bobby, I, I, I had I had flashbacks to the littlest hobo. <laughs> yeah, so did I. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> the song started playing in my head. The theme song, the littlest hobo started playing in my head. <laughs> okay, so let's... Uh... What I think I think Leonard has something to say. No matter how great the obstacles, Bobby travels on as though drawn by some unseen beacon. Researchers call this side trailing from the word psychic. 
It's often confused with homing, but it's quite another phenomenon. Homing occurs when an animal is taken away from a familiar place and finds its way back following normal sensory cues. A dog may follow a trail or remember familiar landmarks. But in verified cases of psi trailing, there is no explanation other than ESP. No. Bad Leonard. <laughs> no. Bad. Bad Leonard. <laughs> so let me rephrase that last sentence. There is no current scientific explanation, and we just don't throw up our hands and say, magic. No, no, no. It is currently unexplained. But we can find an explanation. We don't have to resort to magic. Okay? <laughs> there we go. Any, any, anyone have anything to add here? Well, that's what that's what the pushers of woo are all about. Mm -hmm. is that if they can't explain it, it must be magic, right? I mean, that's that's the whole yeah. all, that's the whole idea of alternative medicine. <laughs> and then and then when science can explain it, then you know what? Either science is lying, or well, we have to find some other new woo to uh, you know bring you know draw people in, but. <sighs> well, let's see. Um, we're going to meet a character. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But there is an appetizer <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's we, two characters. Oh, there's, plenty, there's plenty of characters oh, yeah. in this episode. But I'm not sure uh, what, what clip this is. Oh, here we go. Oh, I know what this is. Could it be that extrasensory perception was the magnet that pulled the animal and his masters together? The possibilities of animal ESP could have a profound effect on all of us. Some forms of communication could be drastically altered, maybe even become obsolete. Stories such as Bobby's have intrigued scientists for years. All right. Uh... This is a common tactic in in search of and in um other other like other programs and 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 you know things of the like is it, it's a bait and switch. You basically say, you know, does this really exist? And then go on to talk about it as if it really exists. And that's what they're doing here. You know, does does animal ESP actually happen? It's a really great way to communicate with your pet. Uh, it, but we haven't established anything yet. We haven't done any experiments, and we're not going to be doing any experiments for the rest of this episode. E <laughs> even though they claim we are. Yeah, even though it appears to be. I was uh -huh. say, they, they do experiments. No, they don't. Those aren't experiments. They wore a lab coat. It counts as an experiment. <laughs> Checkmate. Uh, so, all right. Now we now we have our first character. Um, I'll just introduce him real quick. Uh, he is Doctor J. B. Ryan, America's Dean of Parapsychology. Whatever the hell that means. 
Apparently, uh, I think I read he's at Duke University or was at Duke University. I, I think I think we met him before in like we, episode one. We yeah, we might have series one. Series one, yes. Yeah, season one. So here we go. His case is among hundreds examined by Dr. J.B. Rhine, America's dean of parapsychology. For Dr. Rhine, such examinations are a labor of love. There's a great deal of evidence that there is a, uh, a an extrasensory exchange between animals and men. Uh, we'd like to have more evidence. We'd like to keep the question open rather than making it a, a decisive uh, conclusion at this time, but there's a great deal of evidence on There's a great deal of evidence. Great. Where is it? Oh, that's right. All they have is anecdotes. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. The plural of anecdote is not data. <laughs> How many times have we said this in this series now? I know. I think we should have it put on a T-shirt. I, yeah. I, I just, I think there is a T-shirt out there somewhere. Um, but uh, just real quick break here. I kind, I kind of smelled Francis hitching on this episode, and I was very disappointed to find out he had nothing to do with it. I had the same. I had the same scent, as it were. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it seemed like a husband and wife or a sister and brother team did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, now we meet, uh, uh, let's see, Dr. Hans Esser. And he is, uh, very, he is very German. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, they're going to do, uh, mm, mm, an experiment. <laughs> and, and this, this... Uh, it, it reminds me of the very first episode, except they're using dogs and not yogurt. Um, they they have a guy in a and his dog. They separate them. Uh, they put the dog in a soundproof room, and they have the guy watch a slideshow and react to you know to to the images, and they watch the they watch the dog. Okay. Um, I, I didn't get any, uh, I didn't get any clips of this experiment because man, everything was just way too long with it. And I didn't feel like playing like two and a half minute clips. Um, so the, the dog is apparent, apparently reacting, you know, when the, when the guy reacts to an image, of course, you know, the dog may be reacting to vibrations in the floor or, uh, Possibly the machine that it's hooked up to. Cause or, or, or it could just be anxious because mm-hmm. it's left, and left alone. It's left, in a, <laughs> it's left in a soundproof room, which if you've ever been in like a soundproof environment, it's really creepy. <laughs> because you start hearing yourself. Not to mention the fact that they've strapped this poor dog up like he's from, you know, the Thomas Dolby hyperactive video. <laughs> That's number one. And did anybody else notice that uh, apparently some of the images of pleasure for the guy were two other men jogging? Ooh. Anyone notice that? Huh. Not I... that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just <laughs> saying. It seemed very odd. And by the way, we, we 
they 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 say that there is definitely a correlation here. Ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. Correlation does not equal causation. Thank you. Uh this guy I even I even mentioned here this guy reminds me of Cleve Baxter from the first <laughs> episode. The yogurt guy. The guy who is stabbing Kay with the uh with with the needle. Oh, it's it's burned into my head. <laughs> <laughs> and now we meet Sherry. Oh my god, Sherry. Sher- Sherry can leave her body whenever she feels like, <clears throat> and her cat knows it. And we are now we're introduced to the Physical Research Foundation of Durham, North Carolina. They're I, I got their football team in the in uh yeah. <laughs> they're in the psychic bowl. They're they're in the they're in the Capital One bowl this year. Yeah. Still better than the Browns. <laughs> and guess what? I have a clip. Let's see. Sherry returns to the lab to have her out of body experience. The experiment is supervised by Dr. John Hartwell. Sherry, we're plugging in the last of these wires here now so that we can uh, learn something about the physiology of this experience. In in addition to how the animal responds, we want to know something about how it is that your body responds. We began to pursue these studies because the subjective nature of the out-of-body experience begs for that kind of research. For in this experience, a person feels like he is out of his body. He feels like he is out there and uh, perceives the world from a different point of view, and perhaps he affects the world. Okay, we have yet another experiment. I'm sorry. Experiment with one person and one animal. Um, And the cat... Apparently, you know, they put this cat in this, uh, you know, on on this uh, roulette table, it looks like. There's numbers all over the floor. You know, it's like, you know, place a bet uh, and spin the wheel. Um, (laughs) So the cat's laying, you know, in the the box or, you know, this this caged-in area. And apparently the woman's going to have an out-of-body experience and come to the cat, and the cat's going to calm down. And the cat appears to calm down over a period of experiments. Except maybe just the cat, you know, is feeling a little more at ease in that area away from all those woo-meisters a half mile away. Look, I, I, I'm a cat person. Yes. I love cats. I like to call them nature's ninjas because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't bother you until they want to attack. And, um, uh, you know, cats, first of all, this we don't know that these are being filmed at the same time. That's right. number one. So that's not an experiment. Number two is you can't have an experiment with one because there's no control. No. Right? So that's number two. Number three is I didn't know you could have out-of-body experiences on demand. <laughs> um and uh, at one point, and I quote, Sherry says that she had an episode of pleasure. <laughs> Cue the porn music now. Oh, I don't uh, have it there, but oh, no. Jason, yeah, well, Jason, okay. Jason. Uh, uh, number four, maybe the cat just wants to have a little bit of a rest. I mean, that doesn't correlate to her having 
and I quote, episodes of pleasure. And number five, Sherry is rocking. There we go. (laughs) Go ahead. And number five, Sherry is rocking a tube top. (laughs) I love the 70s. (laughs) The music still fits for that. Uh, So... Ah, uh, yes, it's not an experiment. Now, I would have, okay, I would have been somewhat impressed if they could have given, like, put a counter, you know, like, by the wall and have this woman, you know, who's, have Sherry tell us what number the cat was on when she went to visit and what, you know, like, what time it was or, you know, what, what the number on the uh, counter was or something. Yeah, I could design an experiment for this. I'm a sorry, Jason. All the, all the counters were taken up by Nemo, <laughs> the, uh, the vicious fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting to the vicious fish. <sighs> all right. So we we have another. Oh, here, here we go. I think this is the summation of the... Uh, the 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 cat experiment so we tried people animals physical sensors uh, various electromagnetic uh, detectors the only consistent evidence that we found was the behavior of this one kitten the fact that the uh, kitten gave the only consistent results there is intriguing we don't know what that means but it does seem to us that it is very important we would like to uh, try to go further and see if we can come to interpret that. Way. So, so, so the summation is this kitten has certain habits, and because of those certain habits, cats are psychic. It means the design of your experiment sucks! <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. If if the only thing that you interpret as giving you, uh, you know, consistent results is something as subjective as a cat, then you might want to look at how your experiment was designed in the first place. And also, Jason, if he doesn't know what it's me, what it, what the experiment means, then why are you wasting twenty two minutes of my life? <laughs> Why are you wasting probably grant money? Yeah, that's that's probably true. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Um, and here you know they 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 go in again. You know, does ESP exist? Uh to to you know one one day we may learn to communicate uh, psychically with our pets. No, because we have not established if ESP exists. Well, that's the thing, Jason. I mean, I, I'm the thing I, when I was got to about 17 minutes during of, of the show was, why don't you just do a show on animal behavior mm-hmm. and just skip all the ESP stuff? Yeah, but then it wouldn't because, be in search of. Well, it would be a nature episode. It'd probably <laughs> be better than the hurricane episode. Yeah, oh, probably. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, so now we go to the Mad Scientist. Fo- I, I'm sorry, the Mind Science Foundation in San Antonio, Texas. 
Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and they are looking to see if a okay a Siamese fighting fish a si- one fish is able to psychically control its surroundings. So, I'm I'm let me let me sum up this experiment. You know, really like the the design of the experiment. There's a mirror in a tank that appears at random intervals controlled by a generator. Uh, I say probably a pseudo-random num- number generator since, uh, you know, that's pretty much all we got. Uh, uh, the fish is put into the tank and the mirror seems to appear more frequently. It must be the fish controlling it. So apparently the fish is put into the tank and this generator appears to uh, show the mirror more often. So and so they, they conclude that, oh, it must be the fish doing it. Um, I have a clip for that. So let's see. Selected at random by a special generator. To determine when the mirror will be visible... The generator uses the same random principle as flipping a coin. Through many trials, the mirror should appear exactly half the time. No. (laughs) No. No. That's not how flipping a coin works. (laughs) Statistically speaking, the number should not appear exactly half the time. It has the probability of, of appearing half the time it's random if you flip a coin 100 times you're not going to get 50 heads and 50 tails but you have the probability of flipping 50 heads and 50 tails that's how it works and by the way one of my favorite things what is the probability if i flip a coin 99 times and it appears, you know, it comes up heads every time. What is the probability that the uh, the one hundredth flip will be uh, heads as well? And the answer to that is fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Yes, it it is random. And I think, oh, I think I have another one. And uh, yeah, I, I like my notes on this one. So, I think. Let's see. Yet, when the fighting fish is placed in the special tank, a consistent and startling change takes place. The mirror begins to appear more than half the time. Could the fish and its desire to fight cause a change in the random operation of the generator? No! 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 It is random. That is the <laughs> definition of random. <laughs> Can you see why I said I got a little uh, perturbed with this episode? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Jason, a lot of people don't realize what you've just stated. Yes. When they hear when when they when they hear flipping a coin, they think 50-50. Mhm. Yeah. Always, right? Oh, yeah. But you've explained it perfectly in the fact that it has the possibility of being 50-50. Yes. That doesn't mean that it's going to be 50-50. No. And so they're using that 
predilection towards making this experiment look more valid than it really is. Mm -hmm. Can I give you a real-world example of this? Sure. One of the greatest things a casino, because casinos are invented to make, play games with your mind. Right. One of the greatest things a casino ever invented, if you've ever been to a casino and you've been at a roulette wheel, you'll see a, a board that has all of the past numbers mm -hmm. on the board. Yes. So there's 38 numbers in a roulette wheel, uh, 1 to 36, and then 0 and double zero. Mm -hmm. So you have the probability of it hitting once every 38 times to one number. Mm -hmm. But that putting up that board makes people think, oh, it hasn't hit 27 in ages. Mm -hmm. So 27 must be coming up. It must be due. The ball has no memory. Just like flipping a coin has no memory. Right. It doesn't remember the last what it did last time. Mm -hmm. It's it's so like you, it's like the lottery. Right. So if you're fifty if you think that flipping a coin is always going to be fifty fifty, you are assuming that the coin has a memory. Mm-hmm. Like when it gets to that hundredth toss and it's fifty forty nine, it knows that it has to flip to make it fifty fifty. <laughs> it's not exactly. the way it works. Not the way it works. <sighs> Sorry, I went on a diatribe. No, 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 no. I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> Can I also point out that the 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 quote unquote doctor um, who is doing this um, is named William Broad. Okay. Who is which oh. is also Billy Idol. Billy Idol's name. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. As I was watching it, White Wedding kept playing in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but, by the way, I have the uh, I have a clip of the summation of the fish experiment. Oh, please. The fish seemed to influence the random generator. It is after about 3,400 trials that the machine started generating more mirror trials than you would expect by chance. But if you take the fish out, that effect goes away. And the most uh, simple explanation of that is that the fish is somehow influencing that generator although there's no physical connection between the two. That is, some kind of psychokinetic influence is being displayed here. In uh, human beings, for example, there's considerable research that indicates that persons can mentally influence a variety of systems, living systems, inanimate systems, small ones, large ones, simply by imagining or intending for certain outcomes to occur. And apparently the same thing is occurring in the Siamese fighting fish in this experiment. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> really? Um, the simplest uh, explanation is that the fish is psychic. <laughs> Not just psychic, but psychokinetic. Yes. <sighs> now, um, the other thing that I, I find hilarious about that particular uh, clip, uh, Jason is not only that he is saying that Nemo is John Edward, but um, <laughs> that he starts that he starts his his whole dissertation with it seems like yes I'm pretty sure that Stephen Hawking never started a sentence <laughs> with an experiment starting with it seems like no no he didn't <laughs> oh my god the simplest explanation is that the fish is like that ah. Uh, Oh, I love this show so much. It infuriates me. This guy is no scientist. 
the scientific thing to do is eliminate the supernatural or don't even you don't even recognize the supernatural you say what could be going on what are the flaws in the design of my experiment and how can i correct for them that's it or look, or look up the word random in a dictionary yes <laughs> if i can if i can quote the great christopher hitchens yes extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence and that uh let's see that oh i can't i can't remember oh that that which can be explained without evidence can be dismissed without evidence yeah that is that is hitchens razor yeah the this episode and i have it written here this episode is infuriating to me uh uh let's see I oh I love this explanation. I did not get a clip of it because oh god by this time I had too many clips. Um the experiments into ESP might be invalidated because the researchers are unintentionally using ESP. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I I know. I know. Now we meet Beatrice. Oh, Lord. The, the animal whisperer. <laughs> um, so, and, and we meet Dr. Kane. And he teaches acupuncture for animals. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If I ever hear of anyone using acupuncture on their animals... I'm coming for you. That's all there is to it. Um, so she is introduced to a horse. You know, to uh, Doctor Kane once wanted to test to see, you know, what just what can she do. And so she's introduced to this horse who apparently has um, uh, micro fractures in it in its front legs. Well. She's not told anything about the horse except that it's a jumper and she can see it, uh, you know, walking around its stable. Probably and it looks like it has a bit of a limp. So, you know, I, I think Beatrice doesn't have to be psychic to realize that, you know, <laughs> he's got some problem in his front legs. Oh. <sighs> First of all, that that should have its license, his license taken away immediately. Uh, I, I do, I do have that. Uh, Second of all, I would love to see how joyous uh, Beatrice's accountant is because I'm sure she's not doing any of this for free. Oh hell no! And third, you look at a, at a horse that's been in, in competition. And by the way, I think horse racing should be banned. I think mm -hmm. it's terribly cruel. But. Um, uh, what is she going to look at? What is she going to say about the? probable malady of a horse that it has dandruff <laughs> of course she's gonna go for the legs yes i mean it's just it's so ridiculous all right uh are, is everyone ready to get angry yes after five years from that first initial experience i still am amazed and i'm still well now i'm very respectful of Beatrice's ability to look into and communicate with an animal. 
with an animal's consciousness, I feel that possibly we all might have that ability and we all should try to exercise it. I am not impressed with <laughs> and I have no respect for B. And I would also never take my pet to this veterinarian because this guy is a quack. In my neck of the woods, um, I don't know whether you have it, Jason. I doubt it would be in Nova Scotia just because I live in Hippieville. Mm. Um, uh, (laughs) We do have holistic vets here. Oh, God. And I I have no idea how they got a license. (laughs) We, We probably have them here somewhere, too. All I know, all I know, is that Heavy D takes her animals to a very good vet. She takes them to a very good clinic. I've been there. We've we've had a few dates there. So, romance. <laughs> <laughs> um, thy name is Jason. Hey, what yes. could I say? <laughs> well, I've gone with her, you know, to take her to take her uh, her poor ailing animals. Ah. Uh, Beatrice I, sells natural oils now. What's that? Beatrice sells natural oils now. Oh, Kelsa Breeze. I'm completely I, I shocked. Up. She has a website. She's still going. She has a website. I am completely and utterly shocked at these developments. Can't you tell? And finally, we get to put this episode to bed. I think I, I, I think we have, uh, I think I have uh, Leonard summing it up right here. The more animal ESP is investigated, the more we may learn that a bond between us and animals is real, and that we are all, in fact, connected in a web of life. Perhaps someday, we will communicate clearly and directly with animals, avoiding the barriers of language. And this may lead to better communication among us all. Our exploration of the animal ESP link might help us to discover other secret abilities in ourselves. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode is disgusting. Um, I was completely unimpressed and angry at this episode. <laughs> I, I would just like to state that for the record, and now it's on the record. <sighs> Thank God I'm at the end of my notes. <laughs> Anyone got anything to add before we shut this one down? Yeah, Dr. Broad, I thought was Stephen King for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh I thought he was I thought he was the guy from uh the um oh what oh the Monster Hunters episode. I thought he was the uh oh what was his name? No, I'm trying to block that out. <laughs> um Oh, what was his name again? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was one of the he was one of the four idiots. Oh, you mean Steve? Steve, yeah, yeah, with that with that luxuriously feathered seventies hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he almost too. sounded he almost sounded like yeah. him. So. Steve was a vet too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was the one who wanted to put Bigfoot on the endangered species list. Yes. 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 Actually, I think all four of them did. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Steve, anything to add? Uh, No. Good. Oliver, tell people where they can find you. Uh, You can find me on Twitter when I'm not angry. uh, At at Oliver Rockside. Steve? Uh, I'm on Twitter. 
at Doc Pinko. I see a cat behind you. Oh. Yes. The, the yes, tail he, just he, disappeared. My cat doesn't need ESP. He's been a pain <laughs> in my backside the whole episode. <laughs> And you could find you could you could find me on the on on Twitter when even when I'm angry, at Alien CG, and you could also find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, no, no, do not, do not administer acupuncture on your animals. Have a good week, everyone. Toodles. See ya. <laughs>